He said, you know, this is the worst part of my job. And I said, well, that's good. When you don't feel that way anymore, it's time to get out. There's a phrase, I know this is hard. I know this is hard. And when they're ready, here's what's going to happen next. Oh boy, there's a bunch of companies doing layoffs and this is getting tough because if you're a manager and you have to do layoffs and you're tasked with, hey, you need to get rid of three people on your team or 10 people on your team, or if you're a director, you have to get rid of 100 people on your team. That's really tough. Nobody likes doing it. Unfortunately, we're seeing lots of tech companies, other companies do that. If you are in the unfortunate position where you have to lay somebody off or a group of people off, how do you do it with compassion? How do you do it with heart? Joining me today is my very popular guest, executive leadership coach, Dr. Jeff Kaplan. Jeff, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Raj. Great to see you. This is a tough topic. Nobody likes letting go of people. I've been in the unfortunate uh, situation where you've got to release somebody from their job. It's very difficult, um, obviously very difficult if you're getting released, but it's also hard if you're a manager having to do it. But sometimes finances of the company require that uh, layoffs have to happen. Uh, what are the things that if you are in that situation, if you're a manager, if you're a leader, where you have to let people go, what should you do before, during, after? Well, that's a nice framing, before, during, and after. Well, you know, a quick story, I remember talking to one of my clients who was a HR person who was having to let go of a lot of folks. And he said, you know, this is the worst part of my job. And I said, well, that's good. When, when you don't feel that way anymore, it's time to get out. You know, and, you know, there are ways of doing it with humanity. And, you know, this topic is a perfect example of this idea of heart and head, right? Because I get a lot of times when I talk about leading with heart, people are like, ah, how, you can't really lead with heart because you got to make tough decisions. Well, this is a good example where the, in the head, right, you have to make the decision to lay folks off because of, you know, financial reasons or other types of restructuring. But the way that you do it, you do it from the heart, right? And so the first thing that pops up, obviously, is soft landing, right? Do you truly care about your folks, right? You're going to help give them a soft landing. And, you know, by that, what are you doing to help um, set them up for success, right? After the layoff, are you giving even folks that maybe haven't earned you know, like a severance package or something, are you doing something to help them make that transition? Can you go a little bit deeper to what you mean by soft landing? Uh, it's if it's going to feel hard no matter what. Yeah. So what happens when they're laid off, right? So, you know, so there's a how you do it, which is the during, right? And then there's the after. So I'm kind of talking about the after part, right? And so there are, uh, now again, it's, it's tricky because every situation is different. Every company is different, right? But in the best possible world, right, you're able to, um, you're able to, for example, give folks notice. That's unlikely. Uh, that's a tough one, right? Um, but some folks provide coaching support for folks, you know, transition coaching, helping. That's a really good example of not keeping them on salary or keep them on uh, health benefits, right? For a period of time afterwards, right? Um, they offer other types of support. Sometimes you don't have to necessarily lay them off, but maybe you're repositioning them or providing other opportunities within the company. I think that's oftentimes 
the the route many companies would try to go is uh, is there a different role that we can have for this individual or group of individuals inside the company? Uh, and then, unfortunately, sometimes there's 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 not because of restructuring or downsizing or whatever. I think it. I think most people would agree that the way Elon Musk let go of a lot of people at Twitter recently, not the way to do it. Right. So, uh, very um, heartless, actually. And so, uh, what kind of messaging or yeah. strategies should uh, managers and leaders uh, take a look at? Should it be a written communication? Should it be something that's done in person? Well, it's hard, and that's hard to do when you're doing it in, in mass. Like if you have to get rid of a thousand people on a Tuesday or something, you know, like what, what would be the uh, strategies to use? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Andy McKee wrote a book, you know, Primal Leadership um, with Richard Boyaches. And, you know, in the opening of a book, she gives an example of sort of like an Elon Musk example, but this is going back about, you know, 15 years. And then she gives a second example where I think it's a plant manager who's laying off a ton of people at the end of his announcement he gets a standing ovation. Now hold that in your mind as a possibility to be laying people off and yet getting a standing ovation. And why did he get a standing ovation? Because the first thing he did is he said, thank you for all your work. And he literally, he didn't just say thank you. He literally talked specifically about the huge value that they bring to the world, that they brought to the customers that they, and really shows them that he understands like, like this is painful to have to do. The second thing is he acknowledged and validated. And I, I often say when you're giving someone bad news, right. And I mean, for some people, this might be good news, right? Please lay me off and give me six months severance so that I can go build my own thing. But assuming it's bad news, there's a window where you need to acknowledge and validate their, their pain and their experience. And then you need to take that, that ramp and say, and now here's, you know, what's going to happen next. Um, if you, if you don't do that, or if you try to deny their feelings or get defensive or my God, blame them for the layoffs, um, they are going to be angry, um, and not hear anything else you have to say. But if it goes way too long, right, then that's its own set of problems because now that becomes a weird dynamic too. So you just, you want to state clearly that, you know, how difficult it is and that you under, you understand and appreciate, you know, how difficult it is for them. And then again, you offer them, and now here's what we're going to do. Right. And just to be clear to anyone listening, we're definitely differentiating between a layoff versus uh, a, a termination for performance. That's completely different where uh, the right. layoff is something that nobody really wants, you know, like you, you don't want to, whereas a termination Correct. for performance oftentimes, I can be frank, it's, it's oftentimes it's a relief. <laughs> yeah, it's a relief to a lot of people, you know. And so, um, but uh, so, so yeah, communicating the layoff. So getting prepared ahead of time uh, with a package that you can offer something that would make sense uh, to help that individual have that soft landing. That's obviously one of the key factors uh, for making this as um, human as possible. Uh, so then during the conversation, uh, you gave that example of that one leader who gave up and uh, stood up and started thanking people. Um, what are some other ways that uh, people could 
the dialogues were well first of all you're acknowledging that obviously hr is extremely uh an important part of this process right mm -hmm. um not just hr because this is their specialty but also making sure that language and behavior you know meet certain compliance requirements and other types yeah. of things right um but you know you talked to you know you just said like you know w what this manager said right and so ideally it's it's filtering down right so depending on where the layoffs land right at different levels that managers are um being able to have those conversations with their direct reports so ideally it's not like one leader i know an email right before the end of the year holidays um says by the way next year you won't have a job mm -hmm. uh it's not that um and ideally it's a conversation and if it's not it says how much do you do you value these folks i mean because you know one of the one of the things we need to think about is like what happens after this right so now you have all these people that you hope that hopefully will stay right because they're adding value but if if you're not helping them put this in perspective uh now they're worried about their job and they're gonna you know the next day start looking for plan b mm -hmm. yeah that and that makes it really harder for everybody after a layoff is done there are people that still remain and they may be demotivated what happens there how do you keep them motivated how do you keep them engaged and not feeling like the roof is falling down on the house well you quickly reach out to them bring them together again each situation is different so whether it's a smaller layoff and you're bringing them in one-on-one -on -one or it's a bigger layoff and you're having a group meeting um and you need to contextualize what why this needed to happen which hopefully you've also done you know in a different way when you made the announcement you need to help them see the vision like why they what they need is they need something to grab onto like why do i want to stay here right so what is the vision of the future i mean if you're laying folks off did you make lousy decisions right did you know you know help me understand why this is happening and why it's not going to happen again right so they need they need a, a vision for the future they need they they want to feel some sense of reassurance now you can't falsely reassure them right like it's okay it'll be okay and then three weeks later you're laying them off so they need reassurance and they need to understand their value right then they need to be given direction so here's the value here's where you fit into this picture here's what's going to be possible right and now and now he, here's what I need you to do and then circle back check a week later check in with them I just want to check in with you how are you doing you know any other questions that you have and just really give them a chance to sort of work this through I think that feedback part of it is a big part of the, the whole picture, making this successful. Uh, I know that there's going to be people who are doing this for the very first time. And, you know, a lot of organizations will have HR training, but that tends to revolve around harassment issues, things you shouldn't be doing in the workplace, things to protect you from a legal perspective. Uh, but I, I think, agree. at least what I've seen, very few actually provide coaching on here's how, do you ha how you have certain types of conversations not HR, like the moment you hear the words HR, you, you, you're instantly thinking, what are they doing to protect the company from a legal perspective? Right. And that's almost like a stereotype now that that's, you know, talk to HR best, you know, uh, but there's that other element, which is that human side. Right. And, and that is the compassion and stuff. And that's, it's harder to teach, but I do think it's, it's certainly 
teachable, it's coachable. Um, and so, you know, you've got a lot more experience doing that. Um, I've had good luck when I've actually trained some of my team members on how to have these conversations. And I know that that's something like I've, I've had to do because I remember one of my um, up and coming direct reports had uh, a situation where she had to let go of somebody. So this was this was actually a termination. This wasn't a layoff. But the, the, nevertheless, the training needed to be, happen. She was very, very reluctant to do it. I don't want to do it. I didn't sleep. And I said, look, look, I don't sleep before I have to do this either. I mean, it's terrible news that you have to give to people. But I needed her to go through. So we did a lot of role playing, things like that. What would you recommend uh, for leaders to do to make sure that their team who has to deliver the message is on message? They know what the messages are. Role playing is one. Well, the I, again, I mean, these are particularly large organizations. I mean, these are very well planned out, right? And so everybody needs to know, you know, what's okay to do and what's okay not to do. For example, it's okay to acknowledge other people's feelings and how crappy it feels without accepting responsibility, right? You're not mm -mm. blaming them. You're not blaming the company. You know, it's just a crappy situation, right? And you just keep pivoting back to, I know this situation it is, you know, feels really bad, right? There could be a tendency I've seen over, I say over compassionate leaders who have let someone go and got really messy with it because they started to almost try to make excuses or, you know, kind of make other people in the organization or the organization itself look bad because they were kind of over, they were becoming um, too involved. Um, and so they forgot that. So obviously we need to know that first. And I would say, obviously, if it's somebody's first termination, it is not done alone. First of all, it's almost never done without HR there. But it's also should, it should not be, if their boss has to model it for them and everybody's in the room, then that's fine. Right. And I've seen that. Right. So the first couple layoffs, hopefully, you know, this isn't like an ongoing thing, but the, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I just want to say real quick, you know, research on, uh, you know, physicians, right. So, uh, physicians make mistakes, right. Um, and procedures sometimes aren't followed and, you know, malpractice happens, right? That's why we have malpractice insurance, right? Um, but the research shows that physicians that actually apologized, um, malpractice suits were far less than those that took zero responsibility. Again, it's always that balance between wanting to take, you know, taking some sense of ownership, but also trying to make sure that we're not um, I guess going too far on either end. One of the things that I've seen, uh, work fairly well to, to, I guess, soften the blow, if you will. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, if there's a right way to phrase this, but when managers have a good network that they can spread the word about some of their team members who are now available, uh, to that network, uh, for possible hires, I've seen that work pretty well. And uh, I know that, uh, for example, I've shared posts on my LinkedIn uh, and, and people have responded and, and, and team members that I, I've known really just very quickly pick up some of these A players that I've had because they know me, they know I would recommend only A players and they get picked up pretty fast. And so that's been something that's been 
very helpful, I think. Yeah. Another thing is um, rehearsing it, right? So I, I actually had a client um, who was going to lay someone off. Um, it was a long time coming. They, they, my client's issue is like they allowed this to drag on for well over a year uh, and it was just a bad mm -hmm. bit. And so I had him rehearse with me the conversation. It was like, you don't, don't do that. One of the things that showed up there is when someone is uncomfortable with this particular difficult conversation, they tend to go on and on, on and on trying to get to, and, and the person who's getting laid off is, you know, in their head, they're going, what's happening here? Like, you know, could you get to it? And yeah. so for this guy, I said, look, you know, in the first 30 seconds, it should be really clear, you know, that you're having to terminate their employment. Right. And, um, and, you know, here's what's going to happen next. Here's, you know, I want you to review this, you know, and, you know, take the night and, you know, and, and sign and let me know if you have any, you know, questions, you know, pull the bandaid off quickly, be direct. Um, don't beat around the bush. Um, and it's okay. Like, you know, then you can help answer any questions that you can, but also even on that, don't get stuck, you know, going this long litany of trying to defend why it has to happen. You know, one of the things that I remember from last year was a CEO who had to lay off a, a handful of people. It wasn't a large company, it was a small business. He had to lay off a few people and he posted a video of himself crying. Uh, to do the layoffs. Maybe you remember this. And I think, uh, I mean, it got shared a lot. It went viral and people really took him down. It was not a pleasant scene for him. Uh, and I think it's because he made it about himself. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's that's a, a great point. That's a great, you're crying yet you still have a job and I'm still yeah. making money. Yeah. yeah. You're the one that had to do the, that had that conversation. That's a great you know, right. and I know people feel bad because like, you know, like when I've terminated people, I've felt bad. I've, thankfully, I've had a, haven't had to lay off people, but I've, like, you know, terminations have happened. And so, um, but but in that situation, it's not about me. It's not about the leader. It's, it's to be compassionate. You really need to have the person who's being affected most front and center. Yeah, I just want to capitalize because if there was one big takeaway from this podcast, it's it's about the situation. It's not about you and it's not about them, right? Again, not a performance review situation, but if it's a layoff, it's about the situation, period. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to go into details about the situation. And you definitely don't make it about you and you definitely don't make it about them. And that because it's a situation, it's a little bit like, you know, you and I talking about, oh my God, what are we gonna do about this? blood that's coming into the house, right? And we're sitting there sort of, you know, going through what we're going to need to do, right? It's the same thing again, but bringing heart into it, understanding, understanding and appreciation when someone has feelings that they, they admit like that you're with them, that you're not just trying to rush. It's another mistake I see people do. They try to rush through the conversation to get it done and get this person out of the office while the person is crying. Right. Mm. So be with them, hold that space, let them cry, let them go through that. Even if they're angry, I've seen this and, and they'll yell, you know, they're like get, getting, they're going to try to like fool you and try to get you to defend and argue back. Just hang out with them. Just let mm. them go through it and say, I know this is hard. Yeah. And there's a phrase. Yeah. I know this is hard. I know mm. this is hard. And when they're ready, here's what's going to happen next.
We talked at the beginning about this idea of like before, during, and after. And when I think of just trying to like capture it, right? So before, prepare. So rehearse, get HR involved, understand, you know, the approach, be, you know, fully ready. During, acknowledge and validate. Be with them through the experience. Don't rush through it. Don't make it about you. Don't make it about them. It's, it's about the situation. And then after, create a soft landing for them, right? What do I mean by soft landing? For example, perhaps provide coaching for, for them to help with their transition, coaching for transition, you know, or, you know, keeping them on their health plan for a period of time, right? So there's things, there's a lot of things that companies can do to really create that soft landing, um, and so, so that's just sort of a way to kind of pull together the kind of before, during, and after. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. We'll see you next time.